Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. <laughs> oh, we're talking about our, uh, in the break, we're talking about our favorite small schools. Uh, Jay Foreman, I was just explaining to them that whoever Norfolk State plays in the tournament are going to have a party. They're going to have the show because they're bringing their band, their marching band, to the NCAA tournament. Jay, what's your favorite small school in the tournament? Did you ask me one more time? What's your favorite small – like I was explaining to Mark and Rico that Norfolk State is in the tournament and they're going to go – wherever they go, the fans are going to have a show because they're bringing the Mighty Spartans band. Right. What's your favorite small school in the tournament? What's the one that, like, Nick's looking forward to South Dakota State. Rico just mentioned Longwood. I actually don't have one yet. I need to go through it. Okay. Yeah. Jay. First first come to mind, I was going to say South Dakota State, uh, just for the simple fact that uh, it's so close. And, uh, you know, you never think – you never. I remember uh, watching – they had a really good player. He actually was from Western Nebraska. And he was the closest thing to Kevin McHale and Larry Bird. He was just destroying people. So I always liked the small schools. Um, but, yeah, I go with South Dakota State, uh, you- Norfolk State for sure. Uh, but my favorite small school of all time, uh, not so small anymore, was VCU. Uh, just for the fact that, you know, they just came out of nowhere and had a, a magical run. Just go ahead and bring a tear to my eye. Let me wipe my eye. Stop it. Jay Foreman just – just shout it out, BCU. You know, you know who my favorite. Know. You know who my favorite small school is in this year's tournament, Richmond, because they play Iowa in the first round. <laughs> yeah, well, right. You want them to? You, you hey, don't hey, don't sleep on the Richmond Spiders now. Hey, they got Syracuse a couple of times. Yeah, they yeah, got Indiana yeah. too. So, you know, that's where that is. That's Colgate, good. Colgate, the fighting toothpaste to get Wisconsin in the first round. See, uh, this is this is why the tournament matters. Jacksonville State getting in on a technicality gets Auburn in the first round. You got in, you got in. You got in, you got in. But did you get in? You got in. That's the conversation that we had. We, they, they got in. It's dumb. Um, it's, just, it's a great thing. Um, Jake, a couple of things. Uh, we were going to talk NFL. Right. Because... The Jaguars had a day oh yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, didn't they? I mean, we don't know how good of a day it is when you are when you bust out and just spending, you know, money on Christian Kirk. Right. No, like, like, for no reason. I mean, yeah, Zay Jones, okay, he's been a baller. And he, in, uh, but Christian Kirk, who had a good year last year, never, um, never had a full season. Now, he took advantage of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, being out and he had a good year, but he's never finished the whole season. But you can't fault the man for his hustle. Look, every agent out there is going to be trying to reach out to uh, Jacksonville because they know they got stupid money and uh, they need uh, – and what I mean by stupid money, they got so much salary cap uh, space that they're going to try to, uh, you know, get their team right. And look, they got good, you know, decent leadership in Peterson and Bulky right now uh, that have experience in the NFL. So – you know, they got big checks to write. That was probably the only one. But they got Brandon Share. Oh, I like. They got the leading tackler, um, you know, from Atlanta, who I like. 
Uh, they got Zay Jones, who I really like. And I think one of the better um, one of the better signings is uh, Evan Ingram on a one-year, uh, $9 million uh, contract in a sense of it's a prove-it deal, but it's fully guaranteed. I think him with a legit – I like, obviously, Trevor Lawrence better than uh, Daniel Jones and also like Doug Peterson trying to get um, Trevor Lawrence a safety net. And if you go back to when Carson Wentz was really good, obviously he had Zach Ertz and, and those two tight ends up there. Um, that's how you create, you know, continuity and confidence in a young quarterback. So I think Jacksonville did a really good job. Um, and uh, But they cut Miles Jack, who at times played really, really well. But I think sometimes when you're, you're in, you have a big contract and you're down there in Jacksonville, um, you know, whoever's been the longest seems to be the first out of the, the building. Uh, considering that he played pretty well on some pretty, you know, lean years as far as uh, team and leadership. Who had the better day, Chargers or Jags? Uh, well, I, I, I'd say the Chargers because of Khalil Mack and Jackson. You got one of the best corners, a true lockdown corner to go with the rest of their defense. You get Khalil Mack to go with Joey Bosa, and they have a host of pass rushers. That's just so um, not fair. That's you got to think that. <laughs> It's crazy. Who's the first team on their schedule? (laughs) You got to think. Then you have Derwin James. So hopefully he's healthy. You you have the whole ultimate X factor that he's one of the few safeties that actually can lock up like Travis Kelsey and all these tight ends that are essentially cyborgs out there for linebackers and smaller uh, nickel corners to deal with. So uh, I would say the Chargers, uh, you know, are, are had a pretty good day, but you can't. I mean, it's it's. Jacksonville had a really good day for them. And you know what's re- you know good for Jacksonville? It actually shows that the, the leadership has actually had a plan, right? They did their homework. They identified guys that were not only good players, but good leaders. When you think of you, you're getting a, uh, a six-time pro bowler and Brandon, Brandon Sheriff at 30 years old, still probably has, if he wants to, four or five good years left in him. He's a good leader. He's tough. Um, he's going to bring a good mentality to that locker room, along with, actually, I will say this, they drafted a couple of really good linemen last year. Um, and then you got Cam Robinson, who I think is the franchise. And then they drafted the tackle uh, that they had played both right and left. So you can kind of cement him into the right side to go with Sheriff. They got a pretty good center. And then they can move their, I think, their right guard to left guard. So then when you're thinking about that offensive line you, and you're thinking about what Doug Peterson likes to do, and he likes his downhill running game with Trevor Lawrence, you add some receivers, add tight end. Uh, the defense actually was pretty good last year for considering the offensive output. Um, you know, Jacksonville is not going to be any joke. Now, now it's going to be, you know, getting them to play together. So um, they could really turn around their season and turn around their franchise just by, you know, the start of free agency. But I don't think they're done. Now they're going to probably try to, you know, get some bargain deals and guys that will, you know, exceed that contract that they'll get uh, because they're either coming off injury or just kind of been overlooked. I, I just want to say, I know they had a good day, but – uh, Washington uh, signed Troy Apke at safety, uh, which very nice. Oh, it you know it's, it's what? <laughs> Just the that's what? probably the best signing of the offseason. So, like I I don't I'm so what? like I don't even know what. Hey, the Patriots he, traded Chase Winovich he, he, for Mac Wilson. Troy Apke, Jay Foreman, he, and he was, but he was the guy they originally drafted from Penn State, right? Like right, yeah. Because remember, remember during the, the combine, Dion was like, woo. 
he can run, he can run, run. And, and they were like, Mike wait, Mayock, Mike, Mike Mayotte said, why you say that? He's like, you know why I'm saying that. I can't say this on TV. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, I mean, he can pick him up and put him down. I don't know what type of football player he is, but look. Oh, uh, he's look, terrible. He's terrible. But here's the deal. I'm telling you, and, and here's what I, here's what the one thing the commanders didn't do uh, well is. Anything. Get, well, no. I mean, look, you, you, look, if, if, if you have Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz, Wentz, I've already seen this Kirk Cousins movie, right? Mm-hmm. And we've seen it numerous times in Minnesota. Regardless of how they try to spice it up there and, you know, anytime they start throwing out your stats and, and trying to make excuses for you losing games, you know you're bad, right? And, yep. and so Carson Wentz, I, I think that in this situation with Ron Rivera and, and, and the defense coming back to two years ago, is a good situation. I, I think the biggest mistake they made was letting Landon Collins go. Yeah, and if you tough. look at Ron, if you look at Ron Rivera's defenses, that guy and the way he played now, you know, he wasn't a guy that was just there collecting a check. He, he straight balled last year. Letting him go is going to be a big mistake. Big mistake in the sense of his leadership, toughness, playmaking ability, and he's going to be able to provide a little bit of a safety net till you know, young and those guys come back from injury, you know, where they're fully back. So just letting him go that quick because you signed Carson Wentz wasn't the right thing to do, in my opinion. We'll throw it to break here because, you know, Troy Apke, that is, that is just there. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, there's some new rules to Major League Baseball. I'll ask uh, Baseball Commissioner Jay Foreman his thoughts on the new rules that will be in play here for Major League Baseball when we come back to old school. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.